Hello beautiful people and welcome to Dr. Mom is in the house. My name is Dr. Danielle Hadid and I'm a stay-at-home psychologist mom. I understand the challenges of staying sane and emotionally healthy in today's hectic and demanding world. Nowadays, it's so easy to stay connected with those around us through technology and social media, but often we are most disconnected from ourselves. I'm here to share with you some tried and true counseling and psychological strategies for achieving balance, managing stress, and living towards optimal wellness. My goal with each podcast is to provide you with at least one tool or technique that you can try and apply in your everyday life as you take steps towards achieving balance and living towards your optimal wellness. So, thanks for joining me and let's get to it. If you listened to my podcast last week, you know it was the first in a three-part series on stress. We explored how stress can impact a person physically, emotionally and behaviorally and I encouraged you to identify your stress signals in each of these areas. Then we engaged in an exercise called What's on Your Plate, which can help you figure out where your time, effort and energy are allocated every day. Lastly, we talked about self-care strategies, which are activities you can do to help you nurture yourself and replenish your cup. As always, I tried to teach a technique that you can actively use, and so we engaged in a breathing exercise that can help you breathe through any anxiety that rears its head. This breathing exercise is applicable in any situation, but particularly as you process through thinking about your stress signals, what's on your plate, and plan your self-care strategies. Hopefully you found that first episode to be helpful and are back for more because today we shift into talking about how to cope with stress. Understanding the stress in your life and how it affects your well-being and functioning is step one, which is why the first podcast, Let's Talk About Stress, was so important. The critical next step is taking that awareness and using it to create a stress management plan that helps you cope with the stress in your life with the goal of increasing your overall wellness. Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you will understand how to cope with stress more effectively and will have a framework for developing your own stress management emergency plan. As we begin our conversation today, I invite you to think about this question. How do you currently deal with stress? Do you try to escape stress by sleeping too much? Do you try to cope with those negative feelings by filling your body up with food in the hope that those favorite snacks and comfort foods will make you feel better? Or maybe you think that what you need is a nice long relaxation session and you lose time binge watching your favorite TV show. Maybe you're more of a computer person, so you choose to distract yourself with a few harmless YouTube videos and end up going down the rabbit hole of mindlessly watching videos for hours. Maybe, like me, what you do is try to subtract things from your schedule. You skip the gym, cancel time with friends, or give up self-care practices 
all in the name of getting more time to do something that quote-unquote is more important than your own self-care, mind you. I would tell clients and students all the time, when you change the equation of what works in your life, things sometimes go haywire, especially when you need life to be stable and calm. My friends, I have to tell you that all of these behaviors and choices are reflective of non-effective ways of coping with stress. What do I mean by that? Non-effective means exactly what it sounds like. Those things just don't work. They don't help you cope, but instead just put off the stress or maybe even make you lose time so that you end up feeling more anxious. I want to start you thinking today about what actually helps you to feel better when you are stressed out. I want to engage you in thinking about what are some effective ways of coping or managing stress, which ultimately leads you to resolving the issue you are facing or thing you have to do or feeling that you are experiencing. Ultimately, what we are doing here is developing your own personal stress management emergency plan. We are going to start building this stress management plan by considering a couple few key questions. Let's firstly try to ascertain what are your stress signals. Close your eyes for a minute. Take a deep, soothing breath in and exhale that cleansing breath out. Now think about a time when you were stressed. What did your body feel like? Did you have tension in your muscles? Did your stomach get tied up in knots? Maybe you remember that your breathing suddenly became very shallow. Any of these could be the physical signals that you are feeling stressed out. Now, think about how your behavior changed when you were stressed out. In your mind's eye, do you see yourself yelling at your loved ones? Or did you give up doing fun things? Do you oversleep or overeat? Do you try to lose yourself in some show or activity, all in an effort to escape your stress? Or maybe you react to stress in a more emotional way. Maybe you have frequent crying spells or notice that you have a short temper with the people around you. You might even feel anxiety or fear, worry or uncertainty. Now, some of this might sound familiar to you because I introduced these concepts in my last podcast when I encouraged you to think about your physical, behavioral and emotional responses to stress. That information is the foundation for building your stress management emergency plan as you must firstly become aware of how you respond to stress in order to know when you are stressed out. Think of these reactions and responses as your warning that an intensely negative response or state of being might be imminent and your green light to put your stress management action plan into effect. So by this point, you probably have a sense of your stress signals, of how stress affects your overall functioning and well-being. Let's transition to talking about step two in your stress management emergency plan, figuring out how to cope with stress more effectively. 
I invite you to think about a time when you were very stressed out. Was there anything that you did that helped you feel less strung out? Was there anything that you did that helped you to feel capable and able to cope better? Was there someone you spoke to who helped you to feel calmer? Was there some strategy perhaps that helped you to work through the problem, that gave you clarity or helped you come up with solutions? Now, in case thinking about a stressful time is stirring up some uncomfortable feelings for you, let's take another deep, soothing breath in and exhale with a cleansing breath out. Let's do that one more time. Take another deep, soothing breath in and exhale with a cleansing breath out. Take a moment now and jot down the answers to these questions. And as you are thinking about and writing down what you did that maybe helped you to feel less stressed, I want you to formalize that a bit more. Go ahead and list three activities that helped you to de-stress. Maybe those activities include exercising to clear your head or sitting down with pen and paper as you list the pros and cons of a situation. Maybe you try to come at the problem from a different angle and brainstorm possible solutions. Journaling is also a way of emptying your mind and organizing your thoughts so that you can hopefully figure things out. These are just some possibilities, but I invite you right now to list three activities or strategies that are a good fit for you, that could help you effectively in a solutions-focused way address your problem. Maybe one of those strategies is calling a trusted friend. And when I say trusted friend, I'm referring here not only to someone who won't break your confidences, but more importantly, someone who won't try to one-up you by complaining about how stressful their life is. You want to choose someone you can trust who will listen with a neutral and nurturing air, who won't berate you or make you feel worse once you've hung up the phone. Is it possible that there are several people you could reach out to when you're stressed out and need some extra support? I encourage you right now to think about three phone calls that you can make when you're feeling stressed. Just go ahead and make note of three people who you can message or call, who will listen and support you. These might be friends or family. These might even be your therapist or pastor. Now that we have covered the steps for creating your stress management emergency plan, I wanna share mine with you so that you can be clear on how this should look in the most optimal way to help you as you go forward. I will share with you that I have identified that my three major stress signals are muscle tension in my shoulders, migraines, and stomach discomfort. These physical symptoms always signal to me that stress is starting to affect my body. I use these signals as an indicator that I need to step up my self-care and coping strategies. On that note, through time and experimentation, I've learned that three strategies that always help me to cope with stress effectively are meditating, sitting quietly in nature, and journaling. 
I like to throw in a massage every once in a while too. I try to do the first two, meditation and sitting quietly in nature, daily, in the hopes of heading stress off at the pass. I keep journals in many places throughout my home so that I can grab and scribble out my thoughts and feelings whenever necessary. Lastly, step three, people that I can reach out to if I need extra support are my husband, either of my brothers, or some very dear friends and family members who always listen without judgment and offer support when I need it. Having this stress management emergency plan very clearly laid out is in and of itself a stress management strategy. Because I can tell you friends, that when you are stressed out, it is often difficult to think clearly, especially about what can help or make things better. Having this prepared and accessible will help you cope more effectively and hopefully, ultimately, feel less stressed. Hopefully, what I've shared about today has helped expand your perspective on managing stress with the goal of increasing wellness with some ideas about how to actively engage in achieving overall well-being. I encourage you to think about what your stress signals are and how you might cope with stress more effectively in your life. Whenever thinking about this or about stress itself becomes too overwhelming, don't forget to take that calming breath in and let that cleansing breath out. In my next podcast, the last in this three-part series, I'm going to guide you through a couple tried and true relaxation techniques. So please tune in to Fridays from now for the final part of this series. In the meantime, be brave and give all of these practices a try as you go forward into the rest of your day, into tomorrow and the next day and the next. Be well beautiful people and if you need any additional help and support, be sure to connect with a local counsellor or psychologist. Until next time.